have on here? Rush Garner. Rush Garner with Rush Wines. Hello. Hey, how y'all doing? This hey, time? man, we're doing good. Thanks for being up and uh, being part of this. Again, I'm uh, sorry I'm kind of dragging today. You've been sick for a while, but thrilled that you're on with us, man. You do. You're one of the coolest people in town. Ooh, how about that? <laughs> By the way, Rush, we've discovered yeah. that uh, what we have can't go through the microphone. It's not contained. Yeah, you won't you. get it. How yeah. About that? Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, man. Wants to hear what I have to say anyway. So, well, hey, man, I'm seriously, I'm fascinated <laughs> with what you do and uh, and kind of how you got into it and all that kind of stuff. You've got your own, I guess, private label wine that you've been doing this now for a couple of decades. I mean, it isn't yeah, just something sure. new. So, kind of give us a background of what it is and and how you got into it, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the brand itself was almost an accident because I I went out to recruit brands, you know, kind of like a football coach goes across the country and makes the, the selling pitch for his program to, to football players. And, you know, when you're trying to talk to people in California about representing <laughs> them in Alabama, right, you know, they, right. they kind of yeah. look at you a little sideways. They're like, do they actually drink wine? <laughs> yeah. Do they have plumbing? You know? And this is, yeah, it, this is back in the early part of the 2000s. Um, and so, I, I was like, oh, no, you, you don't understand Birmingham. It's very affluent. Yeah. They have UAB. There are a lot of medical researchers that, you know, that come and do time there. For sure. And they, these people are all, you know, well-traveled and, and all that. And, and so, yes, there's a, a great food scene and, um, you know, a handful of great restaurants. And, and then, you know, the, uh, the wine follows. And so, you know, they were a little skeptical, I think, in, in some cases. But they gave me an opportunity to represent them. And so what my job would then be is, you know, put the wine in the warehouse, and then that's when the work begins. So, you know, it's just like with, with, with a, a, you know, an athlete. You've you got to get them on campus. You've got to start developing these these players. And I, did, I had the same thing with the wine. I had to develop, you know, demand for the brand. And uh, so that's how it started. And, you know, in the process of recruiting brands, one of the brands that I um, found the guy was like, you know, is this your brand? And he's looking at my business card, and I was yeah. like, no, 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 I, I'm a wholesaler. I want to represent you and sell your product to restaurant retail and all that. And he's like, well, yeah, you can represent me. That's no problem. But I want to make this into a wine because if you put your business card on a bottle of wine, it'll sell. I promise. <laughs> oh wow! And so it and it turned out that you know his his research had shown him that a one-syllable four-letter word was the easiest thing for the human brain to remember and it looks at a at a selection you know on a on a store shelf and i was like really well that's interesting yeah or ush which is my mother's maiden name uh that that became the brand and uh you know he told me back then this is back when i was on a shoestring budget i had about you know forty thousand dollars to my name and all of it was being put up as collateral for a commercial line of credit. Wow. And I was, you know, a, a, a guy with a minivan and a small warehouse. And that is, that was the whole company at that point. And this is back in 2002. And so, you know, when he convinced, you know, he told me, he said, you know, we can do that for practically nothing. And these are, you know, Napa Valley people that, you know, that they got a few more zeros in their bank account. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And uh, it, it, I was like, okay, what's that going to cost? And he said, well, shoot, we could do that for $50,000. Oh, wow. And I, you know, didn't have the money. And so within three years, I had saved up enough money to 
do the project, and we bottled 750 cases of Cabernet Sauvignon. Huh. Okay. And that was back in 2005. With, with this same and, guy that had said all this to you? I'm sorry? What, you you uh, used this guy that mentioned all that to you before. That's You used the same, I guess, grower? Yeah, th- so three like, years later, well, you used the same fellow who came up with the idea? That, okay, so, so, I, so in my initial meeting interview with him to recruit him to represent his brand, it's called Elizabeth Spencer. Oh, okay. Um, and so that's, that was his brand. He's named Spencer Graham, and he and his wife were partners in their, their brand, Elizabeth Spencer. Well, he's the one telling me, okay, you need to put this on yeah. a bottle of wine. So yeah. Sell. Well, then, so for three years, I sold his brand. Okay. Then went back after saving up the money <laughs> sure. and did did the Cabernet because I couldn't afford yeah. you know to do that at first. Sure. I, and not to mention I wasn't fully sold on the idea. I, I was going to ask that yeah, when yeah. when he said that to you and said, "Man, you could sell this." Were you did you immediately go, "Yeah, I agree with you," or was yeah. it like, "Man, I don't oh, yeah. know"? No, no, no. I, I was like, "Wait a second, this guy's totally gone." You know, he, <laughs> he's thrown me a curveball. I mean, I know what to tell the winemakers or the or you know the, the winery owners. I know what they need to hear to give me a shot to represent them. Yeah. Um, I had kind of honed my pitch down where I knew, I knew what to say. Yeah. And, um, so then once, you know, I got in front of people, it became apparent that they would give me an opportunity. And all I had to do was bring in the wine, do what I said I was going to do and pay them. Yeah. You know, they, they, the rest of it, they were fine with, you know, me going in the style that I used to call on accounts. And they were like, well, that's Alabama. I mean, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, right. You can sell wine great. And uh, so that's how I got, you know, the ball rolling. Then I decided to take the plunge, make wine. Um, that was a total side project, but it definitely, uh, you know, got a lot of buzz. And, you know, I was in the newspaper and this and that, you know, back when they had newspapers. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, and yeah, and so it was all a different era. There was not the social media. There was, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I had just gotten email, you know, when I first started in the wine business. So this was all on the, you know, right there where the, you know, the dot-com bubble happened in 2000, all that oh, stuff for sure, for sure. was going on. And and that's what made it appealing to the winemakers because they had been selling all their wine retail for the most part. These are small production wineries, not the ones that you would see in a grocery store, sure. but really niche products. They had been selling them to all the Silicon Valley people who were going to San Francisco and ordering $1,000 bottles of wine for lunch hmm. because the, the dot-com, you know, craze was going on. Sure. They had all this money. And so when when the bubble burst, then all those wineries that were typically selling those their wines themselves, they all of a sudden start backing up their inventory. Yeah. And I happened to show up about the time that this was all going on, and they were like, you know, we didn't think about going into, you know, what's referred to as a tertiary market like right, Alabama right, sure. where they don't really, you know, it's not New York. It's not Miami, yeah. Chicago, those kind of places, yeah. where, you know, tons of, of uh, concentrated um, business. So when I show up, they're looking and yeah. that was a just 
that was totally by chance. It is almost a that it was, is that, almost that a, 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 a a comical fortune for them, right? I mean, they're they're looking for another market. They're looking for something to do with this this inventory, and here you show up talking about the state of Alabama. Real quick, folks, yep. you're listening to Truett News Radio. We are on the air with Rush Garner, the owner of Rush Wines, and I noticed Rush looking at your website, which is a good one, by the way. Folks need to go and and, uh, and access that and check you out. Uh, but I noticed that, uh, for example, here in the, the Birmingham area, there's a lot of different places that you list where you can pick up the Rush-labeled wines, La Paz's, uh, the Oak Hill down in Homewood, all of the pigs, Piggly Wiggly, for heaven's sakes, you're there, Rojo, uh, uh, Whole Foods. So there's a whole lot yeah. of places. How, how do you develop well, plus, that? Plus, uh, y'all are across the state now for with, sure. uh, with everything, aren't you? Yeah. That's right. That's right. We, we've serviced the entire state of Alabama, um, you know, I mean, save for – I think Dothan, we're not actually licensed there, but uh, everywhere else we've run trucks, you know, on a weekly basis um, for, you know, the last 20 years. And uh, it's just grown, you know, bit by bit. We, You know, I started as one person in 2002, and now they're 15 employees. Oh, wow. That's great. So the, the guys are doing an incredible job of covering the footprint. And, uh, yes, I mean, locally in Birmingham, you know, New York Butcher Shop's another place. Jim Moeller's a great guy. They've got a store in Cahaba Heights, one in yeah. Greystone. Uh, the spot on 280, which features the only drive through for liquor now <laughs> on 280. Yeah. That just opened up. And uh, so we've got a lot of great supporters. People like to support the local product. The wine is made from grapes grown from abroad so we make wine where the grapes are, are harvested in california and then also in france and, oh wow okay it's only it's it's only bought and sold in the state of alabama so it hmm. is a local product even though you know the fruit is not actually grown in alabama dirt yeah well man it's again it's just incredibly cool and uh one like you said i don't know if it's luck that you get in it or divine intervention but it yeah, sounds like right, it's growing sure. great and uh, we're, as we were sitting here talking a little bit about holiday gifts, too, man, as everybody's out there looking for stuff, get some Rush Wines, oh, uh, you know, and give to each other and uh, and try it out. Yeah, Rush Cellars is the brand name that we make, and then Rush Wines is the company name that represents all the other brands. And uh, so, you know, if you want to support local, if you, you think about wine for the holidays, think about Rush and uh, ask your local store, uh, you know, to get some for you. We'll we'll uh, we'll bring it if they don't already have it on the shelf. By yeah. the way, what is that website? Winesbyrush.com. Yeah. Winesbyrush. Well, Rush, we got to run, but uh, anything you want to say uh, before we let you go? That's it. I just, hey, uh hope everybody has a great football championship uh, football Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That'll be great. We'll see what happens with this college football. It's getting getting exciting down here in Alabama. You know, it's all we have is the colleges. Yeah, You know what what makes for a great game day experience? Ryan, Rush Wine. Rush Wine. That's right. Without a doubt. Well, hey, enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, thanks for having me. See ya. Yeah. That's Rush Garner. The yeah. owner of Rush Wines, and that really is interesting. What a good guy. Yeah, I mean, you got it. Technically, it's a local wine, in as much as it's processed and bottled here and distributed here.